0: Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, episode 144, Discover Your Inner Strength, with Natalie Addison of Soul Sister Coaching. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, your source for inspiration, motivation, and positive change. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I'm here to provide exactly what you need to get you on your path to excellence through insights and amazing interviews with high achievers. Now, let's get started. Welcome everyone to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. I am so excited to talk with my new friend who I share a lot of things in common with and I'm excited for y'all to get to know her and get to know her practice, her beliefs and her journey into what she's doing because she is providing a, an opportunity for people to live a better life through her practice. I'm so thrilled to welcome Natalie Otteson, uh, who is from Kansas City, my hometown. And she is a certified transformational life coach reiki practitioner and astrologist she is a mother of two amazing children a wife to an adoring husband which i'm sure he wrote that and a (laughs) seeker of light and truth Um, her personal journey is what has driven a lot of her experience and her ability to connect with her clients and i'm excited to share her story her insights and how she can benefit and how anybody can benefit from energy practices as, as we look more towards opportunities for self-care moving forward, coming out of the pandemic, if it ever ends, uh, but really how we take better care of ourselves. So Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about this. How are you today?
1: I'm so good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: Excellent. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got to the point of setting up Solstice Sister Coaching, which is your company. And and what got you to the point of really focusing on energy work and how you can serve your clients?
1: So I started soul sister coaching five years ago. In fact, it was December this year that I hit my five-year mark. Um, congrats. Thank you. On, on Instagram back in the day when, you know, building your, your profile, building your brand was quite the thing. Right. Um, but I actually started soul sister coaching because I was going to do this with my sister. Um, the two of us, she's in Utah. Um, I'm originally from Utah. And then we moved here almost eight years ago to Kansas city. And, um, we were actually going to do this together. We were going to do this coaching business together because ultimately I have really big dreams. Um, and, and one of them is, is having, um, like a wellness center. Um, and so I wanted the two of us to, to kind of create this business together. It didn't end up quite working out that way, but I kept going with Soul Sister Coaching because I I got into coaching um, about s- six years ago, um, okay. and then at the same time started my astrology stuff and the Reiki at the same time. Um, and I ended up getting into that because um, I was raised in a in a, a very predominant religion, mm-hmm. and um, didn't really understand and realize how much my worth. Was tied into this religion, and um, I ended up stepping away from the religion because it it didn't feel right to me anymore. But didn't understand the process of how much worthiness, how much of who I was was tied into this religion, and how much it took for me to overcome learning to love myself and accept myself for who I am. And there was a long journey of that entire process. But um, but yeah, I ended up doing some, some pretty major therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which then got me into meditation and the meditation piece, which I resisted (laughs) pretty heavily for quite some time. I was I was what I call a closet meditator. I was one of those people that was like literally in the closet meditating. Cause I was like, my husband knew I was in my room meditating. He would think I was a freak. So it was when meditation wasn't super popular, you know, not like it is. Today. I don't think
0: I've ever heard of a literal closet meditator. Yeah. I've heard people saying yeah. like, eh, I meditate from time to time, but like literally you were in the closet. Meditating. Like I, was in a, I
1: was in an, ex, I was in a spare bedroom and I would, and I would shut the door. And if I heard him coming, I, or, or if he opened the door, I'd be like, yeah, do not doing it. Cause seriously. Just cause... Organizing. Don't come in there. <laughs> exactly. I was like, he's going to think I'm nuts. Cause it it was when meditation wasn't really popular yet, but, um, meditation ended up saving my life. And, um, because I had a lot of really negative thoughts. And in fact, I posted about this today that, We have somewhere around 60,000 thoughts a day with 80% of them being negative. And I was really probably higher than that. I had a lot of really negative thoughts. And the only way that I knew I was going to survive is if I changed the way that I thought. And so meditation was that key, was that foundation for me. And that was what kind of brought me to my here and now. So
0: that's And I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I loved and reading your website too. You're very vulnerable and very out front about your story, your journey, your, your past pains. And what I love is that, and you and I've chatted about this a little bit, that we have a lot of these, these similarities on the belief in energy work, the belief in meditation. And so what I constantly hear from people is that either they don't believe in the power of meditation or they feel like they don't have time, which yeah. I I will call BS on people all day long because I'm like, you know, how long do you spend scrolling on social media? Yeah. You could probably take five of those minutes of like the 75 to 90 that you probably spend on a generous day and spend that on meditation. And it's actually more beneficial. So when you hear people or when you talk to people about meditation and they're a little bit apprehensive, how do you talk to them to get them to convince them? to try it, whether in a closet or in a, in a living room or whatever, you know, how, how are you, how are you breaking down that barrier? Because I think, you know, having experienced that myself, I know it's powerful and you know, it's powerful, but how are you convincing these individuals to give it a shot?
1: Um, I always tell people to start out small because a lot of people, it, it is hard. The process of actual sitting, you know, sitting down, people think people have so many preconceived notions about what meditation is and, and what it should look like. And, and all of those things. Um, and I actually went through a process where I meditated every single day for over a year. I set my, I set a goal for myself and I did not miss one day. It ended up being like a year and a half. Um, and, and then, you know, but I mean, I did not miss a day. Um, in fact, I even went on a girl's trip and I and I didn't miss even on the girl's trip. In fact, I had them do it with me, but I always tell people to start, start small. And then if somebody is struggling with meditation, I I generally encourage doing um, guided meditations or meditation apps or, you know, anything where they're just sitting for a minute and then building upon that. So literally, if you just sit there in meditation, doing a mantra or doing a, a guided meditation for one minute, do that and then move to two minutes the next day and then maybe three minutes the next day. And like, don't push yourself so far that you're going beyond what you're comfortable with because it's a process it's not a perfect right like it is literally the process just like yoga just like exercising it's just like anything else that you're doing you're not going to go out i actually relate it i i created a course around this but i i actually relate it to running a marathon because um i ran a marathon a couple of years ago and i didn't run out first of all i thought people who ran were crazy um i was like oh you're one of those runners you're nuts
0: You're like, Um, Oh yeah, you're that person. Mm -hmm." Seriously. I was
1: like, you're, you're one of those crazy people, but (laughs) soon figured out why people do that. But I didn't run out. I didn't start by running a marathon. I started by running to the end of my street and then running a mile and then running three miles and then five, 10, 15, you know, I, it, it was a practice. So it's the same with meditation and any of these things that we end up doing for ourselves. It's always a practice. It's, It's, we're never going to get it overnight and it's never going to feel comfortable immediately, but the more that we do it, the more we get comfortable, the more we create the habit, the more we can change our minds, the more we can change our lives.
0: I I agree wholeheartedly, both as somebody who has entered meditation and also have, I've run one marathon and will never do it again. Uh, It was an amazing experience, but I agree that it is. It's that gradual introduction and that gradual consistency that builds it. And, you know, and I, when, when I've talked and shared my meditation stories and, and I share it in my, and some of my presentations, I always say, you know, who doesn't want to start with like just having one minute where nothing else is going on, but you breathing, closing your eyes and being calm. Right. With, I mean, and I don't care what, what your life looks like. Otherwise anybody would cherish something like that, whether you're a right. parent, whether you're single, whether you work, whether you're not working, whatever, whatever your current life scenario is, one minute of just saying, I'm not doing anything, but just paying attention to my own mind, my own breath. And if I don't think of anything monumental, because I think that's the other thing too, is that, and this goes with any new transition or goals that people feel like they have to be, they have to have this epiphany the first time out. Like, well, I meditated for five minutes. I didn't have any life aha moments. So I guess that didn't work. Like that's not the point. Yeah. If the, the point is gradually getting into it and getting more in touch with yourself. And that is something, cause you talked about guided meditations, which is a great way of getting people into it. It's like riding a bike, right? It's you know putting the training wheels on your bike And because you do guided meditations through your, through your courses and through your memberships. I do.
1: Yeah. So through my course, I do a four week course and you do the same meditation each day for that week. And then, so I have four of them that we do. And then I also do um, a membership called soul sister, soul sister society, where I actually tap into the astrology of the month. I do a new moon meditation, a full moon meditation, and you get account, like there's this whole thing that I do with that, but I do these guided meditations and it's generally, you know, it, it goes with the flavor of the moon. It goes with the flavor of the month, but it also is, um, very divinely inspired, um, by spirit or into the intuition that comes to me. And, and what ends up coming forward for that new and full moon. Um, so yeah, so I do those as well, um, each month. So every two weeks I'm doing a meditation live with my Mm -hmm. soul sister society group.
0: And when you're working with these, with these individuals, is there a, you know, when you, when people have, I guess their own epiphany or their own breakthrough with it. So somebody who is maybe not meditated previously starts with a guided meditation and then all of a sudden gets into the habit of it what are you hearing that they're, that their benefit, like, what are the benefits to them? What are they saying? Is there a, you know, are there different examples where somebody's come and said, Hey, I didn't do it before, but I'm now doing it. And this is what it's doing for me. What are you hearing from your clients when they say that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I could just show you literal, um, uh, like tech stream after tech stream of people coming to me, either right after the meditations or literally watching their journey unfold over, you know, because I started doing these meditations about a year ago, this, or at the beginning of this year, and just watching these people's journeys unfold, allowing them to tap into spirit, allowing them to connect with their own synchronicity. And then you add in the astrology piece, you know, their own individual astrology, their own individual charts, where, you know, if somebody wants that done, I can go in and read their chart and the the thing that i love the most about astrology is that it is it literally gives you permission to be who you are it's Mm. it's this it's an opportunity to to see your blueprint see that god was not making a mistake when she made you or he made Mm. you but Mm. you know that you're not a mistake and that this is your personality this is who you are these are your struggles like you're not crazy like welcome to this thing called being a human being. And here you go, here's, here's something that's going to help you tap into this. And that if you're able to focus your mind and you're able to, you know, focus on some gratitude and you're able to do a positive affirmation every day, and you're able to do some positive reading, like you can literally change your life. You can literally change who you are on a core level. And it will also open you up to this incredible intuition that everybody has. There is not one person on this planet that does not have this incredible gift of intuition that is seriously your superpower. It is, it is your guidance. It's your guidance system. And it helps you discern everything in your life as long as you're able to listen to it, as long as you're able to tap in and listen to it. So that's what I do. That's what I teach. That's, that's what I help with.
0: That's that's so amazing. And I'm again, like I'm just I love that because I feel like everybody, if they haven't tried it, should try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, even just a short-term run of things. And again, if it's nothing else, but Hey, like, I just want to close my eyes for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes and relax, you know, maybe that's your thing. And then you just listen to what's going on in your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I want to talk a little bit about, because I, I, you mentioned it earlier. Well, number one, because the soul sister coaching obviously indicates that they're, you know, it's more feminine driven, female driven, women driven, um, women tend to have, more openness to things like this because they are more intuitive than men are men that have more feminine energy are now are into this you know present company included but with women too and you know having worked with many women's groups i i you know i've heard time and time again and it's heartbreaking how many pressures exist on women from the minute they open their eyes and so when you work with these women and you know taking taking the specific pressures that women face on a day-to-day basis. And I mean, there's a laundry list, unfortunately, but where are you seeing, especially maybe in the last couple of years, that this has benefited these women the most?
1: Um, Yeah. So as somebody who struggled with body dysmorphia and just, again, just innate worthiness, um, even to the point of, you know, getting breast implants and then having to take the breast implants out because they made me sick, but just really understanding that this whole thing ended up stemming around this worthiness of like, there was nothing wrong with me. I never needed to change anything about who I am. Like I am worthy and I am, I am beautiful and I am loved just the way that I am. Um, So two, I think there was like kind of two questions in there. So I answer both of them, but the first, the first would be um I, I do gear towards more towards women because I feel like women need first of all, women need to support women. Um mm-hmm. we are so programmed to attack each other and to dismiss each other. We need more women supporting more women. And there is enough for everyone to go around. And so I I really do true that truly feel that to my core, that we need to be the examples um that we want to see. So um, I feel that it's very important as a woman that I support other women and that um, I help to, to heal other women because that's what I needed. Um, the second thing is that, you know, men are included. This isn't, in fact, I have several men that hop on my meditations, my my new moon and full moon meditations. And in fact, I recently um, had one of them reach out to me, send me a message and just said, you know, I was really apprehensive about doing this to begin with, but after doing it, I, this is just, it's truly amazing. And it really is meant for anybody. Anybody can do this. So it, because we do have the divine feminine and the divine masculine inside of us. So we do have that that balance. We do have that polarity inside of us. So um, I think tapping into both sides of that, but I feel like my niche, I feel like is working with women because I think women need healing. I think we need to, I really feel like we have a a duty to, to heal the divine feminine inside of us and, and same with the masculine. But, um, obviously for me, I had a lot of unworthiness surrounding myself, my body image, all that kind of thing. So I feel like it's really important to help women through that process.
0: I, I agree with that. And, and I was honored on locally or sorry, recently um, that I got to speak with a group of women out in California and they, you know, they, they have the same mentality that it's women empowering other women.
1: Um, mm.
0: And I'm, and I'm, I'm always taken aback and, and maybe there's an obvious answer here, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So why is it that women are so competitive? Well, and I shouldn't say in general, but why is it, you know, you mentioned the conditioning that women are competitive and or, maybe they're a little bit backstabbing or, or condescending to other women. Why, why is that? Because I will say this with, and I have no apologies whatsoever. There is nothing more powerful than a room full of women supporting other women. Like I, I experienced that. I got to sit in the middle of a room of a hundred women who are just very positive, very successful, very tapped in, and they're there for each other. And I will say flat out, that there is nothing more fantastic than that energy. So I'm just always curious: why somebody would choose that other route? Why would they even consider that?
1: Um, I think it has. A lo- I, have, I think it has a lot to do with um, trauma, um, mm. unresolved trauma on their own part. Because I can say that <laughs> I had the tendency to do that too. I was, you know, gossipy, maybe got jealous, but but I also wasn't included. So mm. as as um, as a girl growing up, um, I wasn't included. I wasn't included in my religion. I wasn't included in friend groups. I wasn't included and in, I, I can't tell you the reason why I don't, I don't know why that was. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm a good person. I feel like I've always been a good person. I love people. I care about people. I don't think that that's ever changed. Um, but for some reason I was always excluded and I, and I just don't want other people to feel that way. I want, like I said, I I think, I think there's enough to go around. I think that we should be more inclusive as women instead of excluding people. And, um, and so that's what I, I truly strive to do, but, you know, there can be jealousy, you know, women, women get jealous of other women because we're, because of our own insecurities. We do have a lot of that, you know, women feel a lot of insecurities. And the thing is, is that again, those are, those things are mindset shifts, you know, Uh, we, we have those automatic programming. We have that, those automatic thoughts all the time. And if we're able to not attach those automatic thoughts, if we're able to redirect some of those automatic thoughts, then we really can shift the brain. We really can shift the mind. And then we don't focus on that. The other thing I think about that is when we're looking at everything that we don't have, um, we're not, we're not grateful, right? If we can end up shifting into gratitude and be grateful for what we do have instead of what we don't. I think that that's a really powerful mind shift as well. And it allows us to, I don't know, just see things that, that are in front of us.
0: Right. So because, I mean, the, I think it is, I think there is a, there is that perception. And I love the way you put it, that a situation could be sitting in front of you. And depending on what lens you're looking through and what your mindset is and what your energy levels are when looking at it. Because again, like I go to that, 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 uh, that organization that I got to speak with anybody in that room could have been negative, anybody. And I will say without a shadow of a doubt, every single woman in there was there to support, to be positive, to be happy, to celebrate other women. Like it was just so dynamic, but they were all looking through that lens voluntarily. Yeah, and so to your point, when there's there's the trauma, there's the insecurity. I think there, you know, and I love how you keep bringing up the point of there's enough for everybody because I think too, having worked with some very, um, you know, very uh, established and powerful women executives, they say all the time like our opportunities are not are limited, not only in quantity but in time duration. So women that are taking on executive roles have, and I never heard this, this statement until or this phrase until uh, last spring when I worked with a group of women executives about the not only the glass ceiling, but the glass cliff. So if you're given the opportunity, your cliff is a lot more fragile and shorter in width because you you can't make mistakes. So the, again, I go back to the additional pressures that women feel all the time, you know, body image and status and all of these things. And so if you do voluntarily say, oh, I've got to get mine because others are going to try to get theirs and it becomes a competition. Right. There's that's bringing in that negative energy. But if you say, Hey, look, cause I will say, you know, with again, without any trepidation whatsoever, I promise you, if women bonded together in the right way, as these women were, the world would be taken over by women. And I'm here for it. Like I celebrate <laughs> that because yeah. truly like that group of women that I worked with and other groups of women that I've worked with are so dynamic and yeah. they, they make better decisions. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy, we make bad decisions all the time. So to me, it
1: gives me goosebumps. It, it, when you say that it literally gives me goosebumps because there is so much power when women come together and, and support. If we use that energy in supporting and, and collaborating with each other, instead of being in competition with each other, it's, it would be incredible what we could accomplish.
0: I, I I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Um, something that I kind of to shift gears a little bit, but still staying on this tap, you mentioned a phrase that I love on your site that I loved. And it's the concept of a soul led life. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear number one, what that means to you. But then how does that benefit someone who chooses that path? And it's kind of, so it's kind of in parallel to what we're talking about, the choice of lens and the choice of attitude and the choice of perception. So tell me a little bit about uh, what a soul-led life looks like to you and what it looks like for somebody who is coming into it.
1: So to me, a soul-led life is somebody who is literally moving from spirit, like moving from their own intuition, somebody who's tapped into that and is moving through life guided, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just winging it. Um, Mm -hmm. As a kid, I had a really strong intuition Um, I was told that my intuition was wrong by everybody, by my parents, by my religion, by you name it, by school, whatever it was. I was told that the information that I had was incorrect. And because of that, I ended up getting into trouble and to the point where I ended up being sexually assaulted. I knew I was going to be in a really, really, I knew I was going to be in a bad situation and I didn't know how to get out of it because I had not um, trusted in myself. I I didn't know how I, I didn't have my intuition to guide me. I didn't have my intuition to tell me what to do and how to do it. Um, over the years, um, I ended up leaving, like I said, the religion that I was part of and started tapping into this, this God given gift that I had this intuition. And it's now my guidance system. I I do not deviate off of it. If something, Mm. if my intuition tells me to to do something, I do it if it tells me not to do something i do it um or i don't do it um so a soul led life to me is literally making decisions and choices from the superpower this intuition that i have and so what i try to help teach my clients is doing the same thing and it and it really started out simple um it started out in meditation um like i said i've had this gift in we all do we all have intuition. We all have this gift. It's just a matter of if it's been suppressed, if it's been, you know, shut down, if it, you know, whatever it is, we all have this ability. And so it's just, it's little acts of listening. Again, it's like a muscle. It's, it's like meditation. It's the more you, the more you use it, the the stronger the muscle gets. And so if we're able to it was these little acts of listening. So I would be in meditation and be like, okay, you need to reach out to this person or you need to do this or you need to do that. And I started acting on these these intuitions and it started just guiding me. And then once you start listening and once you start moving in that direction, the synchronicities become unexplainable. Like you, you get to the point where you can't even tell people enough of what's going on because so many synchronicities are falling in place. It's, it's incredible. So I, I, I do my life. I run my life by guidance and I help people do the same thing for themselves. So that's how, that's what the soul led life is for me.
0: I, I love that. I absolutely love it because, it, and, and I, I, again being a highly sensitive person like my empathy is off the charts right now having heard what you went through and especially when you hear that a decision could have been made differently if you weren't driven in a way that you were second guessing your own thoughts yeah which is which to me is abhorrent um that somebody would would do something like that that would cost somebody to second guess their own knowledge their own intuition their own energy um and so i I am profoundly sorry for that. However, that, you know, again, like I, I think with every trauma or tragedy, because we all go through them, it is the choice of what you do with it on the other side. And obviously, you're now in a position because of this. And again, like you, I, I applaud your vulnerability on your website, talking about the things that you've been through. You could have just said, you know what? Nope. I'm just going to close up shop and I'm just going to keep to myself and protect myself. and and you've now stepped into this power to help other women overcome these things because again and the statistics are staggering and sickening how many women go through the things that you go through yeah so, or that you've been i'm not
1: through. unique unfortunately i wish i was. Uh, it, it,
0: it, 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 again, I, again like it, it i agree 100% and it is it is heartbreaking to think that because it is such a a rampant thing and it's it's horrible yeah um and i do i think that is where so, and again, I mentioned it earlier. I think there are so many pressures and things that are that are put upon women that they don't deserve, nor does anybody, but especially women, because it, it is a it seems to be a constant thing. Um, you know, I, I, I'm of the vintage where I hesitate using the word gaslight because it's a little bit more modern of a word that I tend to use. But it feels like women are are, are constantly gaslit on their thoughts and made to think that what they think is wrong or not worthy enough, or their value is not high enough. You've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, so again, I, I, I applaud you for doing what you have done with your tragedies, turning them into positives and helping other women find their path. Um, and two, I think that you touched on it a little bit. And, I, and, and so I had a guided meditation one time that, that completely blew my world wide open. And the way that my, my guide told me to look at it is that your energy is like a glowing orb within your body, but it can be covered with darkness. It can be covered. And she thought of it, like, think of it like small curved pieces. And the more you put on it, the more it dims your light and you can't tap into it. It's obstructed, not only visually, but from, from a proximity standpoint. So the more darkness and the more shells and the more coverage is put over it, and that's you know, the people that are second guessing you, your own self-doubt, negativity, trauma, those kinds of things that, that are keeping you from your energy, that is not allowing you to live the most full soul led life as you talk about. And so talk to me a little bit about the process, because I'm sure you work with women that they, they step into this journey. And then all of a sudden, because it, with any kind of journey like this, there is going to be, there are going to be those times of, of reckoning where you have to face something that you've dealt with in the past. And so when you t- when you work with women that are coming upon those situations or walking right into it, it's almost like you could see the storm on the horizon. Both of us having spent time in Kansas, we've seen those storms on the horizon, you know, swell up. Yep. Yeah. What is it like? And what are you telling those women when they when they get close to those? How are you you how are you leveraging your personal experience to help guide these women, take these things head on? Because it's it's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it can be. Um, um, I would say um, the biggest thing is allowing, so holding space. So one of Mm -hmm. the things that I feel like I'm really good at, um, especially working with my clients and even, you know, holding these guided meditations and things is that I'm able to hold space and I, and I do that. Um, I open that portal. I hold that space for people and I allow them to share and I allow them to be, Um, I would say a lot of times it's just a matter of allowing somebody to actually just express what's going on with them and not telling them that they have to usher through that, or that they have to dismiss that, or they have to, you know, go ahead and feel that, feel Mm -hmm. it as, as long as you need to. And there's a 90 second rule. Um, a lot of times you, if, if you get overwhelmed or overcome by something, if you just take that 90 seconds and you sit with it for 90 seconds, it comes and it just, it releases on its own. So really allowing clients to be able to do that is really important. And then also allowing people to figure out what their values really are. So one of my favorite things that I do with my clients is that we we figure out where their values sit. What, what do your values look like to you? And, you know, I do one of my favorite tools is a, a, this value survey that I have, that it really allows people to figure out. What is most important to you and how do we achieve that for you? And then looking at the, the life, you know, their life in, in the, you know, I call it the wheel of balance, looking at this wheel of balance and all these different areas of their life and how, how those values show up for them in their lives. Like, um, I think once people understand that, and then again, tying in the astrology of like, you know this is where it's strong for you. This is where it's not tying all these things together and bringing all these pieces together so that people can, can build upon the strengths that they already have. They're not trying to find something outside of themselves, you know, um, but specifically working on their own values that they want, but then bringing in parts and elements of their chart of like, this is going to be difficult for you, or this is going to be easier for you, you know, things like that. So,
0: So, and, and I, I want to talk a little bit about too, you know, we've talked, we talked about a couple of benefits of, of doing this kind of work that you do and, and how it benefits your clients and, and, and really any, any individual that goes down this path. We've talked about overcoming past trauma we've, we've talked about opening up our own energy. We've talked about beneficial happiness. Are there other things that you find as is, is, if you, if you were to say, like, if somebody were to come to you and say, what am I going to get out of working with you? And I think too, when I think about, I mean, life is hard. I mean, it's kind of the, it's kind of the teared down approach. Like life is hard enough as it is. Life as a woman is even harder than life in general. And then add on the last two years with, which is just a Pandora's box of tough crap. Let's <laughs> <be honest>. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So when, when somebody talks about or asks, or how are you conveying, like, what are the benefits? Are there other benefits or things that you, that you point to to say, like, look, these are the things that you're going to experience and here's how you're going to come out the other side better. Are there, are there specific things that you discuss with your clients as far as benefits go?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, what's that one meme that's out there where it's like, you spend enough time, enough time with me, you know, beware, you're going to end up liking yourself, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's, that's what it's like working with me. Um, because a lot of the times, um, especially when I'm working with clients, um, you know, people or, or even friends we will even, we'll even just talk about friends for a second. I mean, when I have friends come to me and, and they want to, they want to tell me things that are going on with their life. It's like, okay, would you want me to just listen? Or do you want me to help? Which one is it? Because I can only listen to somebody talk about things for so long, eventually you're going to have to take action. So my thing, and what I love about coaching is that it's all action oriented. So it's about moving you forward. It's about me seeing you and your highest and your best. And helping you move to that highest and best. So when you work with me, I'm going to hold you in that light, and and I'm going to hold you accountable as well. And so, you know, I'm I'm going to help you become your most worthy self. I'm going to help you illuminate the light that's inside of you because we all have that. We all have that light inside of us. And so, I feel like I am here to illuminate the collective consciousness. And so. I want to help illuminate that in other people. And so when you work with me, that's what I'm doing with you. I'm helping you. I'm helping you build the foundation for yourself so that you can become your best self. I'm giving you the tools so that you can create, like I created this morning routine. This is what works for me. I've done it over the last 13 years. I perfected it over the last 13 years, but take that and make your own like do something that works for yourself but like we were talking about earlier consistency follow through mindset all these things they're what shape our lives they're what shape us into who we are today so that those are the things that I do when when I'm working with my clients I'm going to I'm going to hold you accountable to your mindset I'm going to hold you accountable to where it is that you want to be in your life and if you're not if you're not there then you you're not a tree move let's let's right. do something different let's get you to where you want to be
0: I, I love that because I think so many times I feel like people get to a point where they they need to unload or they need to relieve some of the pressure mentally and emotionally. They do it, and they so they understand the path or what they've got to to currently. This is where the complaint or the the trauma or the stress lies, and they understand where they want to go. Most times, I th- you know from my experience, I don't know if you've experienced this too. Like when I work with people, they're like. Uh, I kind of want to be in this grayish area of happiness and success, (laughs) but I'm not sure exactly what it looks like. But once you, once you figure out what that is, once you put a really fine tooth comb on that and figure out specifically where that person wants to be, there is that road of accountability Mm -hmm. because it's, it's wonderful to realize, like realizing where you are is hard, really pinpointing where you want to go is hard, but it's that work in between that has to be done. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and we, we've touched on it earlier is that it's not, it's not an overnight thing. You're not going to, you're not going to have one session and say like, oh, I've figured it all out and I've seen the light and I've gone from, from A to Z overnight. i you know, thanks so much. Right. And I think that investment in oneself too, because I think too, I think we so many times and this, from my own personal experience, going through counseling, going through coaching, there were things that were again, right there in front of me, like you said earlier, that I was just not paying attention to. Right. It's kind of like those days where, and I've done it before, I'm like, where's my phone? I'm like, oh yeah, it's in my hand. Um, you know, it's, it's sitting right in front of you. You just don't realize it because your eyes are so closed and blinded and your mentality is so, so clouded with these judgments and all these other teachings and conditionings that all of a sudden you're like, oh wow. But you didn't realize it was there until somebody like you comes along and helps you open up that, that, that window like here's your world there's the path let's get you on it and get you to where you want to go to
1: yeah i like that you mentioned the whole where's my phone thing that's when i know (laughs) when i'm stubbing my my feet if i'm kicking you know couches or like where's my phone it's in my hand those types of things that's when i know like i'm not meditating enough that's
0: (laughs) exactly i'm not i'm not paying enough
1: attention um right yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I I that means I need to go meditate a lot tonight <laughs> because I've had that moment recently. Um so I love this and I and I'm so thankful for you not only because of the journey that you've gone through, the growth that you've had, the transformation that you've taken on, but the fact that you're now taking this these learnings and this knowledge and sharing it and helping other people and you mentioned working with you. I want to know Um, Where can people find more information that they can work with you? Because I, I, again, like being an energetic person, like I know that you have a very clear mind and a clear heart and a very powerful energy about helping people. And so where can people find more information about working with you, the different services that you offer? Tell, Tell us where we can find that information
1: so www.soulsistercoaching.com um soulsistercoaching.com um either on Instagram I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm mostly on Instagram though. Um but you can go to my website. I've got my link tree in on Instagram, but you can go to soulsistercoaching.com. Um I did I have a course, a 4-week course around mindset and mindfulness um about creating the foundation cuz um without the foundation everything crumbles, right? So I ended up creating a morning routine, um, a consistent, a consistent morning routine. So I, I have that on my website. I do one-on-one coaching. I do astrology. Um, I offer Reiki. I don't really, I'm not offering individual Reiki sessions right now. I kind of bring that into more of, um, my coaching sessions and mm-hmm. like the energetic work as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. I will do, um, um, distant Reiki sessions though, as well. I've done a few of those recently for some people that have been sick and, and things like that. So I will, I will offer that, but, um, and then I do my soul sister society. So again, two live meditations a month. They're, they're so fun. They're so neat. So like, um, we do it. The next one is going to be on the 2nd of January and uh, we're going to do candle magic. So we're going to do some manifesting because we're in the very magical and ambitious Capricorn, or we're going to be a Capricorn new moon. So, well, we, we are in Capricorn right now, but we're going to be, it will be the Capricorn new moon. So that's that really ambitious leadership kind of energy. And obviously we've got the new year. I'm, you know, we're going to tap into that and do some manifestations. So we're going to do some candle magic, uh, guided meditation. And again, I do that every two weeks. So new moon, full moon, um, you get an astrology PDF with all the information get writing prompts. You get a song, <laughs> you even get a song for the month <laughs> and then, nice. um, and then what else is in there? Um, and then a positive reading. So, cause it all goes in with the, with the morning routine of meditation, gratitude, positive affirmation and, um, positive reading. So, so yeah, that's, that's how you can find me.
0: So, so being a, a music aficionado and a former DJ, I have to ask, what is the current song of the month?
1: It's "Rise" by Katy Perry because it's all okay. about like, rising into your power.
0: Nice, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. I have I have a, a Spotify playlist that I'm happy to share that have share has all my me. inspirational tunes. So, if you need a soul sister coaching, personal DJ. I'm your guy. So. You're my
1: guy. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Natalie, I'm so thankful to you for everything that you do. Thankful for sharing your story. Thankful for sharing all your information. Uh, I am so excited to share this information with everybody so that they can get involved. Um, but I am so thankful. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for transforming you. what could have been a, a closure of soul and a closure of energy into something that is helping tons and tons of people and tons more to come. So thank you so much for doing what you do.
1: Thank you and thank you for thank you for helping me share my message because I I just I feel it, I just want to get it to as many people as I can because I feel like it's important. So I appreciate it.
0: I agree. And I'm happy to do it. So go check out soulsistercoaching.com. Her Instagram is fantastic. It's one of my daily uh, addictions. So you need to go on and check out her Instagram, but please make sure you connect with Natalie, Natalie as quickly as possible so that you can open up your energy and your path to happiness in the new year and beyond. Uh, So thank you again, Natalie. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you have a fabulous day. You too. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information, including previous episodes, keynote speaker information, television appearances, and more, visit richbracken.com.